Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh huh. Rock and Royal. Uh, uh. Rock and Navy. Uh uh. Know y'all with me. Uh. Welcome Let's to another it, edition of KSL.com Cougar Beat uh, Podcast. I am your host. Sean Walker, BYU beat writer for KSL.com, been covering the beat for a good decade or so, we'll say. It's been a minute, um, as people are wont to say. And uh, we're just here getting ready for a pretty massive matchup between number 21 BYU and number 9 Baylor. Uh, that's this Saturday, 8.15 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time kickoff. From Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, that game will be broadcast on ESPN. Uh, Mark Jones, Robert Griffin III, and Quint Kessinich on the call. This is this is a big game, guys. This is a really big game. I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. Um, and I know I'm a little bit biased in saying this, but I've got some stuff to back it up, I promise. I really think this is one of the best games in college football in Week 2. Um, I know there are other kind of bigger brands, bigger logos, bigger headlines that a lot of people are going to be paying attention to, like Alabama going to Austin to take on Texas. That's obviously a big brand game, but Texas, you know, we still don't know exactly what UT is. Uh, there are three spots outside of the AP Top 25 for whatever that's worth, and nobody's really shown that they can hang with Alabama uh, outside of, obviously, like the defending national champion Georgia maybe in Ohio State, uh, Texas A&M, a, a, a handful of teams like that. But but for the most part, there's a pretty big gulf between Alabama and most of the rest of college football. So I'm not really counting that one necessarily as a big game. Um, in terms of just overall depth of prospects and whatnot, there are only three games that involve two top 25 opponents as designated by the Associated Press Top 25. Uh, that's obviously BYU-Baylor. Uh, number 21, BYU. Number 9, Baylor. Uh, number 12, Florida. is also playing number 20, Kentucky. So a little SEC game if, if you really want to go there. And I'll, I'll hear arguments for that game. That game is certainly one that I think a lot of college football fans should be and will be paying attention to. Uh, and then number 17, Pitt, is also playing number 24, Tennessee, to round out kind of that trio of all top 25 games. So if BYU-Baylor is not the best game of the weekend, again, Maybe that's arguable. I think it's certainly one of the best. It's top five, top five nationally. Uh, it's the first time, it's the highest ranked total matchup at Lavelle Edwards Stadium since 2004. And it's also a preview of the new Big 12 Conference because you've got obviously Texas and Oklahoma that are leaving soon for the SEC. Uh, BYU and Baylor are two of the bigger brands in the league. Obviously, the Bears are the defending league champions. They're kind of the standard, as Kalani Sataki uh, has said all week. They're they're the team that everybody in the league is chasing, including BYU, even if they're not about to join the conference for another year. And then BYU has everything that we've talked about on here before and written about on KSL.com, the national following, the national fan base. Uh, there's a reason why the Big 12 was so quick to go and to get BYU to join the conference so soon after Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were leaving the league. They were just kind of that much of a no-brainer, and I think they're going to be one of the bigger brands in the conference, um, regardless of what they do jumping in. Um, just just from a brand perspective, from a fan base perspective, from a ratings and travel and, and 
market share and that sort of thing. Uh, Twitter mentions, if you want to use that, you, you know, stuff like that. Um, so this is this is a big game. This is a big game. There's no way of, about it. Uh, and as many of you on this podcast know, I do some a little bit of work here and there, some part-time work with Ben Credle over at ESPN 960 uh, Radio. Shout out to the guys at ESPN 960, Ben, Bryce, uh, Gavin, the rest of you. Fantastic people, great people to work work with. Um, there are some fantastic interviews every day. It really is. It's the best uh, three-plus-hour radio show dedicated to BYU every day in the market. Um, not a whole lot of competition in that regard, but I feel pretty confident saying that. It's it's fantastic work done by them. Uh, when I was on with Ben earlier this week, we had on Second 365 reporter David Smoke, a longtime institution in the Central Texas area. He's covered Baylor since about... Uh, 2010, I think he told us, little, so a little more than a decade. Uh, he's been around the program. He knows the program. He knows kind of who they are. Um, and so we we talked a lot about kind of this game and this series overall, which just has it, – it's funny because this series has something a little bit different to it. I'm not going to go quite so far as to use the R word to say that it's a rivalry. I don't think it's established enough to be a rivalry in any means. I mean, they're – they're playing for the fourth time on Saturday, so there's not an established history between the two programs to, to merit rival status. But there is something a little bit different about the two premier private religious institutions in the new Big 12 playing each other as kind of a preview of the new conference. Um, and I think there is potential to be something big here. Again, I'm, I'm not going to say rival. I don't think that's quite the direction that we're going. I don't think it's on the level of, obviously, BYU-Utah or even BYU-Utah State, for that matter. Um, there's so much history. There's so much passion between two, the two sides that I, I think there's a lot of mutual respect between BYU and Baylor, and so it's very different uh, in those regards. Maybe a little bit like a BYU-Boise State, maybe, Um but that's obviously been debated over whether or not that's rivalry as well. So there's obviously not the same tradition as BYU and Boise State, but maybe over the next couple of years with BYU joining the Big 12, we get to that point. Um, and I, I think uh, David Smoke from Sikkim 365 Radio, Sikkim 365 on YouTube, you guys should be following them if, if you want to know anything about the Big 12, um, about Baylor, about Central Texas. Uh, th- those guys are awesome. Go find them. Uh, we'll link to them on, on KSL.com. You can follow them around there. Uh, but uh, David joined us, and he kind of discussed this sort of new rivalry or new series as BYU joins the Big 12 uh, and gets ready to play Baylor on a regular basis. So with all of that, here's a portion. You can find the rest of the interview over on ESPN 960 Radio's uh, a feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You guys know where to get all that, probably if you're listening. But here is a portion of our interview with uh, David Smoke from Sikkim 365. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Quiddle broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studios, SeanWalkerKSL.com by my side. Bear down, you bears of old Baylor. We're all... For you, go Bears. We're going to show dear old Baylor's spirit through and through. Go Bears. Come on and fight them with all your might. You're, you Bruins bold and win all your victories for the green and gold. That's the fight song of Baylor. Bringing us back from the break. And brought to you by RoyalArmyBrand.com. BYU swag. Create a buy fans, for fans. Stay loyal to the Royal. 
Rep the Y the right way. Purchase all your BYU licensed apparel at RoyalArmyBrand.com. It is time to get to know the foe, though. Time to get to know the foe, get into the minutiae, getting into the X's and O's, getting into the personnel matchups with a guy that knows a thing or two about the Baylor Bears. Let's welcome in from Sikkim 365, David Smoke is online. What's up, Dave? Ben and Sean, how are you guys doing? Great, to, great to, to be a part of it. It's living the dream, man. It's college football season. Got ranked opponents coming to town and uh, future BYU Big 12 matchups. Uh, this is what we, we, we do this show for. We love talking about it. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm just glad there are games. It's not all about NIL, the transfer portal, the college football <laughs> playoff expansion or realignment. I mean, that that that, that offseason was uh, like um, a battering ram, and some it of that, of course, very important. All of it's important, but it's nice to be able to have evidence. There are some quality games, obviously, coming up, and this one right here is right there near the top. Because what? of what Bra- Baylor and Brigham Young, both of them uh, have earned the ranking that they have, and probably in Brigham Young's case, maybe not quite as rated highly as they should be. Well, yeah, you can make that yeah. argument. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, you have eighteen or eight starters back. Brigham Young, quality football. We know that. That we, I saw him last year. That was a, a really well played game in Waco. Baylor was just better on both sides of the offense and defensive lines, and that kind of dictated everything. But, I mean, I just think, you know, Jaron Hall, All-American candidate at quarterback, the receivers who make plays, I, they're a year older. We've had Kalani Sataki on, what, three, four, five times since the announcement Brigham Young was being a part of it. I'm not one of those that, oh, Brigham Young should be ranked because they're now going to be a part of the Big 12. I think they're really good, and I think I have flip-flopped on this game, really not just this week, but really for quite some time. David, is this the best game of the weekend in all of college football involving a team from the state of Texas? If <laughs> Folks in Austin are going to get logo. a little mad here. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's okay. If you took away the logos of the game in Austin, based on who they are right now, of what we know, which, again, we're just learning about teams, and heck, who knows, Texas has been known at – at times, about the time you don't think sure. that they can do something, they ended Nebraska's 47-game road winning streak, beating Nebraska in the first year of the Big 12. So they've they've had some of those times where they'll flare up. The last 10 years, not many of them. If you took away the logos in Austin, you know, Pittsburgh, West, no, Pittsburgh, Tennessee's a nice game. There's a couple of others. But if you took away the logos, to me, this is the best matchup in college football this weekend. Yeah. I'm I'm totally with you. I'm with you, man. It, it may it may not be the most brand heavy matchup, uh, but I think this is definitely one of, if not the best games uh, in all of college football this weekend. What what makes what makes this? I don't want to use the R word because a lot of people around here are trying to argue if BYU and Baylor can become kind of a rivalry, sort of a a new Big Twelve rivalry, and I don't think it's there yet. But what makes this series? just kind of feel different in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like it's just a little bit different. Is it just the the future, the new Big 12 uh, era around it, or is there maybe something else kind of between the two schools? Well, we had Alfred Anderson, former Baylor running back, on the show today. Back in 83, they had that shootout. Steve mm-hmm. Young threw for 300, ran for 100, and it was a 40-36 win. Alfred scored the game-winning touchdown, that was a classic. The next year, Brigham Young just bludgeoned Baylor on their way to a national championship. So there's already a little bit of that, and it's just so ironic. Think about this week. You have Houston playing Texas Tech in Lubbock. 
They're about to be a part of the same conference. They had, they've played before and played last year. Brigham Young's about to be a part of the same conference. And ironically, last year they were going to be scheduled to play Baylor. And this year, when we didn't know anything about what this might be, and then really Texas and Alabama are going to play. And they had this scheduled a few years back. And they're about to be a part of whenever uh, the SEC. I, I just, you know, you're talking about uh, uh, private schools. You're talking about Brigham Young, who has a great history, mainly because of what they've done um, with Lavelle Edwards and all the great quarterback play, but not just that. I just think you're talking about two programs, quality places, and, you know, it's refreshing. You know, sometimes a rivalry can be because they've played 100 years or they've played for 75 years or they've played for national titles. That's not the case here, but there is a little bit of history from what happened nearly 40 years ago, Grant Tapp and Lavelle Edwards. I just think for some reason it makes sense. Now, Houston and Baylor, there's an old Southwest Conference tie, so maybe that's it. I don't know, but it just seems to fit. It's To me, it's ironic. Sometimes things happen for a reason. They decided they wanted to start playing each other, and next thing you know, they're going to be in the same conference. And one more thing, if you don't mind, Baylor's non-conference schedule back in the early parts of the 2010s was terrible. And what they were trying to do is just somehow, because they had not been to a bowl game in 17 years, when our Browse started to have a pretty decent team, RG3, they just wanted to get to a bowl game. I mean, literally. And so their non-conference schedule was awful, and they got blasted for it, but they also won some other quality games in the conference. Baylor now stepped up, Brigham Young, Brigham Young, down the road it's Utah, down the road it's Auburn, down the road it's Oregon, and they needed to do that. And that's the philosophy of the new athletic department with Mac Rhodes and company, and I love it. And I love the fact they're going to be playing whoever, Brigham Young or whoever, more often in the coming years as well. David Smoke, Sikkim, 365 Radio here on ESPN 960. Dave, uh, what did you think of the performance of Baylor? Were you able to take anything truly away from that drubbing that uh, they put on the Great Danes? No, no. I, you know, there were questions, and there are still questions that are the same questions that you had going into the year. We knew the offensive line was going to be quality and deep. Uh, we knew the defensive line was going to be really good, quality and deep, and they actually added the piece with the transfer and Jackson player who played high school football here, who was a tremendous player at Tulsa. Uh, I, we, you know, the secondary still young, no matter what last week. The, 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 the skill position people are still young, the running backs and receivers, even though we saw a flash of uh, Hal Presley, the tra- transfer from Auburn, and also Monterey Baldwin, who was part of the star to win the Sugar Bowl against Mississippi. They're still young. None of that's changed. I mean, Albany, they should win 60-10 to 10 or 69-10 to 10 or 65 to nothing or whatever. They find out who they are Saturday night. And we don't know if that means they're, well, they're, they, they're just, you know, just, right where they were last year, because last year is the greatest year in Baylor history at 12-2. and two. With the Big 12 title, they'd won two of those before, but they'd never won 12 games. And I, I still think the same questions are there. Dave Aranda has been preaching throughout the year, because you know what you hear coaches say this, the old, you know, it's easier to get there than to stay there. Well, Baylor got there. They've been there before with Bryles and even Matt Rule, but can they sustain it? Bryles had something going where they were sustaining it, and then, of course, uh, everything broke up because of all hell broke loose. But can they sustain it? I think the way this team is built, 
of what their strengths are, you can. But there are still the same questions they had even before they played Albany. Yeah, where where are the personnel competitive advantages right now? Do you think? I I heard one of the defensive backs for Baylor, Milton, I believe, stated that uh, you know I think they they're keeping their eye on Puka. Had a nice game last year, Gunner as well. Both those guys are questionable coming in, but they have something special for Puka. Uh, what what do you think about that matchup, Baylor secondary versus Puka Nakua? Uh, you know, it, it, you know, I, and I hope that they play because you want the best guys to play even if you're a fan you want to see uh, who you can beat with their with their a game and and uh you know he, he's a really good player this is a young secondary now they've got walcott bad it was a story you know corner had a 90 some yard interception return against Ole miss but he's now moved to a different position that jalen petrie was so good at kind of like roman all over the place this is a young secondary now there are some guys in the secondary Milton's played a little bit. Christian Morgan's played a little bit. I mentioned Walcott. He's played a little bit. But they lost a ton of starts. As everyone does. Uh, Brigham Young even lost starts, even though with 16 returning starters. I, I think that, yeah, Jaron Hall is going to test them. He should test them. The question is, though, last year's game was won because Baylor ran for 300 yards and dominated the front line. And the defense got to Jaron Hall five times. They could not run the ball except the one long run from Hall. That was a beautiful run and a touchdown. Uh, we know, and Brigham Young and Kalani Sataki know, they've got to do that better, and they probably will. It depends on how much will they, because if they can run the ball anyway, because last year they couldn't. Algier didn't get it. had no room. And uh, I think he'd take 23 out of the 24 runs that it was like for 12 yards, which is still kind of staggering in a way, if Brigham Young can move the football a little bit, run the ball on occasion, then we know Jaron Hall's going to have a big game. He's probably going to have a big game perhaps anyway, but Baylor last year mauled them in their running game with Abram Smith and company, mm. and I don't know if they're ready or if they're – I don't know. I think they can still run the ball with what they have, the system they have with Eric Mateos, who you guys know, and Jeff Grimes. I just mm. don't know if they have the battering rams, the physicality, the five years – you know, experienced, even though Abram Smith only played running back one year. <clears throat> Excuse me, he was a great running back in high school. I don't know if they have the battering ram approach yet. We'll find that out. David, you, you talk about Blake Chapin, and he's obviously the guy that everybody talks about on that offense for good reason. He's the quarterback, even if games are won, you know, as a team with offensive line and in the trenches and that sort of thing. There's a guy on the defensive side, and you, you talk – you mentioned a lot about the defensive line and, and what they become at Baylor, but there's a guy on the defensive side I'm going to be watching a ton this Saturday night, um, and that's the kid who's kind of making a little bit of a return trip to his hometown in Apu Ika, the, the former East High yep. star out of Salt Lake City. I watched him a ton in high school. He's obviously an LSU transfer, so he hasn't been there uh, except for a good year and a half or so, but what's he blossomed into with the Bears to, to where Dave Aranda's really unlocked something special in this kid? Well, he's he's like that big, huge fire hydrant in that three-man front, and it's hard to move him. You know, in the NFL, there's, over the years, you had guys like Samuel Adams at, uh, with, what, the Patriots or wherever. Um, you know, Willie, uh, oh, I just went blank on the guy that played with New England. Uh, it was there forever. The big tackle out of, out of Miami that played forever. I mean, the, he's just... He's hard to move, and he takes up a couple of different people. He's a great personality. One of the things I love about what Dave Aranda did with him, though, 
because he's a little bit of a, you know, he's kind of a, he could, he's just kind of a loose personality. And I mean that in a positive way, yeah. but he had to grow up. He had to grow up. And there were times when Dave Aranda would mention that subtly, but obviously also making the comment that he had to be more mature. Academics, he was fine, but he had to be better. Uh, maybe meetings, fine, but had to be even more focused or maybe getting distracted by things. He has been, and you hear about transfers, and some work and some don't. Some are pretty good, and some of them you get, you, you know, you hit and make, they turn out to be stars. He's an All-American type player. Um, a lot of expectations with him. But they have other players as well. But Apu Ika, Siaka Ika, he is, uh, he is everything advertised or opposite of what we were told that his, his engine did not run enough or his fire didn't burn deep enough or was his motor always running? It seems like it was. Now, early on last year, there was a couple of games. I still think he was getting himself in shape, game shape. He's a big man, and that's not easier said than done, no matter what they do in August. But he turned out to be, I mean, he's a difference maker. He is an absolute difference maker. Everybody that would run, whatever you do on the defensive line, would love to have someone like them in the middle. And then, of course, they have tremendous depth behind him with, as I mentioned, Jackson Player, Chidi Obanaya, among others that could be uh, uh, T.J. Franklin, local kid who played high school ball just south of Waco. They've got some dudes on that front. There's no question, but he is the reason. Everyone else can fly around to the football because he takes up blockers. Yeah, we need you out here, yeah. Dave. We need we need uh, some some Baylor Bear flavor out here in Provo, and I, oh, I'm sure the sicker guys are going to be out there. Yeah, yeah there's going to be some Baylor fans. I think this is probably the one where they say we got to be there. Yeah. I mean, there's this is a this is a destination trip among their road games, which are still Oklahoma and Texas and West Virginia and Texas Tech. This was a this is a great trip if you're a fan. And uh, I got to tell you guys, if you don't mind, when all of this stuff happened a year ago, when there was smoldering, simmering that the Big 12 might add because of Texas and Oklahoma, it has been phenomenal. Uh, the kind of relationship we've been able to build with a lot of Brigham Young fans, Brigham Young Media, Brigham Young University, I love it. And I, I just got to tell you, it has been a breath of fresh air that Brigham Young's going to be a part of the Big 12. Basically already are, but can't wait for them to be a part of the conference. Touchdown, 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 Cougs is who they want now. Red is upstate and we don't do no uptown. Had them singing like a flute. We don't play around with no oots or them Aggies up in Ogden. They not rocking how we rocking. Rocking Navy, rocking Royal, rocking hands. Rock by babies, rock the stands with the fans. With you with us, raise your hands. Rock by baby, rocking Navy. Shout out to my teams, wives and babies. Rocking Royal. Rockin' Navy, uh, know you with me, let's get it baby Rockin' Royal, uh, Rockin' Navy, uh, know you with me, let's get it baby We go along, like a cougar tail Defense hitting hard like some seashells Get into the green, I ain't talking kale Boy that team up north man, but oh well We getting jiggy, with that boy Cosmo we grant kids wishes like that boy Cosmo. I got you. They steady hating on us, but we who they watch though. The Pac-12 mad, but we still on top, bro. Jaron Harder, Cody X, that's a cool connect. 
Yeah, my team is kinda old, but it's cool events. I'm hitting too hard, ow, I hurt my neck. Hey, leak you good, bro? I'm about to hit up bread. Man, them Utah State Aggies, man, they just some pets. Catch us out in Vegas, you can place your bet. Coach GF on our side, so we never pressed.